Laudare benedicere predicare. That was the jubilee song of the Dominican order, which celebrated 800 years of its existence uh, last this last year. So we're very happy to have celebrated 800 years of our existence. So we've been around quite a long time as Dominicans. And I've got with me in the studio now a Dominican whose name is Father Pascal Chinedu. Chinedu. Yeah. I put that into my telephone the other day. Chinedu in a type Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> the autom- automatic speller. But Pascal, good morning to you. Yeah, good morning. To you, Lovely Father. to have you on board here today. Thank you very much. And, and thank you for making time. I know that you had something else planned for this morning. Yeah, and uh, you've managed to postpone that a little bit yeah. and uh, spend some time with us. Well, I hope you're enjoying your time so far in the country. Yeah, definitely. It's my very first time in South Africa, the Southern African region in right. Italy. And um, I'm very impressed with, with what I've seen so far. Okay. Uh, the Dominican community here. Yes. And then also the, the city, you know. This doesn't deserve to be called Africa, actually. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's way different from what I've seen in other, uh, other African countries. Yes. I mean... Good roads, uh, nice environment. I remember one of your confreres from Nigeria came on holiday, Stephen Ogbe. Yeah. And he said, this is not Africa. This is the Europe of Africa. Definitely. (laughs) He was very impressed with our roads and uh, markings and all that sort of thing. But it is. It is. I mean, I've been to many countries in Africa. And uh, I remember I went to, I think it was the Congo. And, um, And I was driving along but then suddenly you needed to actually not be in a four-wheel drive but in a boat mm. lots of <laughs> <laughs> pools of water as you had to sort of wind your way through but uh, beautiful places in africa and yeah, we are a little different here that's true and uh, so so far you've been impressed with what you've seen yeah definitely right. uh, father pascal tell us a little bit about yourself and where you come from and what you've done so far in the order all right, I'm a Dominican priest. Um, it's my tenth year as a, a priest, and uh, um, as a Dominican, I've worked in few places. Um, as you know, our motto is to preach. Yes. So, predicary. Uh, mm-hmm. We into mass uh, media preaching, uh, recording of homilies, and then. Uh, selling it out to people in town and then preaching of retreats. But basically, right at the moment, I'm working in parish ministry. Right. Um, I started first after ordination. I worked in a parish for a few years. Then I was uh, sent to work as a formator, the formator of the novices, as a director of novices, training of young Dominicans, intending young Dominicans. We did that for four years. And after that, I was sent to Ghana, where we have, it's a province of Nigeria and Ghana. Mm-hmm. So uh, basically, we collaborate. We, uh, we have brothers from Nigeria, just as we have brothers here from South Africa, Zimbabwe, and uh, Zambia. So we, we collaborate between Nigeria and Ghana. So I, presently, I, I'm working in a parish as a parish priest, St. Anthony's Catholic Church, Bremai, Kumasi. That's the commercial city, commercial capital of Ghana. Mm. That's what I'm doing right now. The, the, the vocation situation, I mean, you've got Nigerian Dominican province is very big. And um, do you have a constant flow of vocations? And what are the vocations like and the quality of these vocations? 
Oh, both in Nigeria and Ghana, we have a good number of vocations. Uh, first, you must know the population of the country is massive. It's over 100 million. So, and uh, the Catholic, the, the country is divided almost on equal lines between Muslims and Christians. It's, I would say 50%. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but in the southern part of the country, we have more Christians. And in the eastern part of the country, uh, the population of Catholics is very high. Mm. Uh, the environment where I come from, virtually everyone is a Catholic. <laughs> yeah, virtually everyone. So you, we get a lot of vocations, and then um, we are able to establish the Dominican presence. They're very strong. Virtually every region of the country, we have a Dominican presence. And then also um, in Ghana, Ghana is about 30, 35 million in population. So uh, the, the population of Ghanaian Dominicans is not very high, but then we have communities there also, also. where we work. Mm-hmm. And what's the kind of work the Dominicans are doing in, in places like Nigeria? Uh, basically, because, you know, St. Dominic, when he started uh, the order, he was interested in um, first and foremost preaching, university apostolates, and um, basically, also, we, it, it, what we do, first and foremost, is uh, we train brothers to work in universities. So we have a good number of brothers who study, get a PhD, and then uh, work in the universities. So we have uh, university apostolates. We operate university chaplaincies. And then also, we do parish apostolates mm. also. Uh, media apostolate is not as established as what you have here mm. uh, because also the, the government, you know, you have this scourge of Islam, Muslims uh, when you want to start a media house, mm. the question is what do you want to discuss May, oftentimes people start media house and then begin to use it as a propaganda against other religions mm. or other, other sects mm. so or they use it to attack people, as you know, Nigeria mm. is uh, has a multiplicity of uh, ethnic groups. That's right. So the government is very careful about approving or about giving license to religious bodies to start media houses. Okay. So it's very difficult to go into media production. But we are also interested in that. We do that. But what we do basically is not radio, the way you have it here. What we do is we preach, uh, dub them into cities. We help gospel musicians we, we they, they produce their music and we help them produce their music. One of the big parishes I visited in Nigeria was a place called Yaba, St. Dominic's in Yaba. Mm. Tell us a little bit about that parish because it's very impressive. Oh, okay. St. Dominic's, I think the uh, parish started sometime in the 40s, I think in the 40s. But Dominicans came... 1951, mm-hmm. Dominicans came to Nigeria, and St. Dominic's was one of the first places uh, where they arrived, and then before they moved to the north of the country. Uh, St. Dominic's, because it is in the center of Lagos, we have a large population of pe- people. Uh, the, the parish house has 25 priests, has 40 rooms, the mission house, and then the, 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 the parish community has a, over 100,000 parishioners. 
<laughs> 17 masses in one Sunday. How many masses on a Sunday? 17. 17 masses yeah. on one Sunday. <laughs> 25 priests, 100,000 people. <laughs> and the church, how many people does the church hold? Um, I think the church, um, from what I, I could gather, maybe about 4,000, mm. between 4,000 and 5,000 5, yes. parishioners. And it's full every Sunday? Oh, very full. And then you have people waiting outside. <laughs> You go in one side and go out the other. <laughs> yes. I know, yes. it's incredible. It's a, yeah. an incredible parish, I must yeah. say. But 25 priests, imagine that. Yeah. I remember well, going and staying there and walking from the parish house into the church. Well, you couldn't walk two steps when somebody would come to you and say, Father, would you please bless this rosary? or this?" Yes, church? definitely. Yeah. Because of the high number of people coming and going out, there's always a need for a priest to be around at least one or two to be in the compound at yes, every yes. point in time. Mm -hmm. And then also we have confessions every day, mm -hmm. uh, confessions every day, sometimes uh, on Saturdays, twice a day in the morning and in the evening. Right. But on weekdays we have in the evening hours confessions. So, yeah. Incredible. That's that's the parish of St. Dominic's in Yaba. Yeah, yes, in Yaba. In, My in goodness gracious me. We so have other parishes in, in Lagos also with high population, definitely mm -hmm. not as high as St. Dominic's, mm -hmm. but also other parts of the country. I think the parish in Portacourt may have more people than mm -hmm. St. Dominic's. <laughs> well, what about, uh, you know... I, uh, my experience of the Nigerian community, and we have many, many Nigerians here in Johannesburg, um, and they are very generous. Are they generous in Nigeria too? Oh, uh, well, yeah. I think they, they are very generous people. Again, I think <coughs> uh, the way the missionaries who came uh, to evangelize West Africa, we had Irish missionaries who came earliest, and then we had... Portuguese, but I think there were more Irish missionaries. They they told the people to to give to the church rather than expect the church to give to them. So mm -hmm. you have that uh, sense of generosity, being uh, self-sustaining, being self-reliant. Uh, it's it's a, a virtue that is cultivated into them mm. at a very early age. So you have even children wanting to make give off a tree, wanting when it's time for harvest, the children also want to want to buy something or give something to God. So it's uh, it's part of our culture, That's part right, of our yeah. way of life. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's incredible. So uh, you see, in South Africa, we always find that when there's some crime that's happening, there's a Nigerian behind the tree somewhere. That's given a bad name in yeah. Nigeria. But what you're saying now is what I've always believed, that there are many really wonderful people. Nigerian Catholics yeah, and, and right. Nigerian people. And, and uh, you make such an incredible contribution um, yeah. to, you know, to the church yeah, right. and, and to our country. And you, bring a, you share with, your, with us your very rich culture yeah. with us here in our country. Uh, what I believe is... Um, there are bad people everywhere. There's Absolutely. crime everywhere. Absolutely. The United States and Canada, there are, there are, there's crime everywhere and there are criminals everywhere. Mm. But again, uh, the Nigerian situation is a bit, uh, I would say it's a bit different because maybe because of the high population of Nigerians, right, yeah. virtually everywhere in Africa you find Nigerians. That's right, yeah. uh, and uh, insofar as you have some bad ones, there are also many good and wonderful people. Uh, it's also important not to forget the fact that 
sometimes other people commit crime and they say they are Nigerians. Right, yeah. You know that? Mm. You know, they would say because they, they, it's more believable to people when they say, oh, I mean, he's a Nigerian and he's committed this crime. So yeah. oftentimes you have it, it's not always Nigerians, but that's not to say that yeah. these guys don't commit um, fraud or crime, right, uh, yeah. drug and yeah. selling of uh, drug and stuff like that. It's a, it's a shame, but uh, we believe the good people uh, can help to right. change the situation. That's things. right. The good people outweigh the bad ones. <laughs> Definitely. And as you say, there are bad ones everywhere. Not Nigerians, but everybody. Yeah. Every society has its exactly. criminals. Exactly. The, um, the, the vocation situation in, in Nigeria, um, how many young men enter on the average every year and how many ordinations do you have oh uh, well every year um again now it's often ghana nigeria i wouldn't want us to leave out the ghana arm of the right. order okay. um it's i would say 70 percent ratio to 30 70 percent nigerians and then 30 percent ghanaian so when you have about um 10 People accepted into the order, seven are likely to be Nigerians, right. three are. And that's often what we have every year, uh, 10 uh, candidates. 10, not yeah. more than 10. Um, sometimes it could have 11, 12, mm. but most times it is 10. So when you were novice master, there were about, what, 10 or 12? Your biggest um, group? My biggest group was 12. 12. 12 yeah. novices. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And then at ordination time, of course, they will have to be pruned down. At ordination time, you could have out of the 12, you could have six or seven getting ordained. So every year you have about six or seven? Seven, yes. Each year? Every year. Oh. <laughs> My goodness. Now how many brothers do you have in the vicariate or in the province there? Well, I don't know now because I'm in Ghana. I'm not very much in touch with the yes. situation of things, but I know the number of priests is more than a hundred, mm. about one hundred and seven thereabout, mm -hmm. and then the number of students is. Uh, the last time I was there, there were ninety. Ninety students. <laughs> yeah, there were ninety students. So in 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 real life, really, what you're saying is. The order in Nigeria, Ghana, is very well established, and uh, the the future is assured. Oh, the future is very bright and for the Dominican order in Nigeria and Ghana, mm. uh, because just uh, this year, we got our license from the federal government to operate a Dominican university, which already started. Mm. Uh, it used to be a school of philosophy and theology. But big enough to become a private university, mm -hmm. so uh, the, the the government approved it and then issued a license, which allows us to now uh, confer degrees. Confer degrees. So yes. we have um, first degree students and also secular students from town, both male and female, mm -hmm. who are now part of the university and they are studying. Uh, we also started the uh, uh, faculty of arts started with um, courses in political science, sociology, psychology. We have all mm -hmm. the departments. And then also in Ghana, we are uh, we, we, we're moving our postulancy, the pre-novitiate to Ghana, 
because the the order is not yet as strong in Ghana as it is in in Nigeria. Nigeria mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though many of the I discovered in in archdiocese of Kumasi, Dominicans came first, but somehow. Uh, things degenerated and um, we don't have that Dominican presence anymore. Mm. But we are working hard to make it as um, as yeah. strong as it is in Nigeria. Pascal, the, the, you know, when you talk about having 107 priests and 99 or 90 odd students in preparation for the priesthood, um, running a, a, an organization like this, an order like this, must cost a lot of money. How Definitely. do you sustain yourselves? In a few words, we've got about uh, five minutes left. Okay. Um, We sustain ourselves basically by generating funds from within. Right. Uh, Organizing retreats. Uh, We try to meet Catholics who are in government, politicians who are Catholics, politicians who who were uh, uh, people who, who, who who grew up in Dominican communities, Dominican parishes. And also, we also have... um, Parishes in the United States and in Canada, where we have agreements with bishops, they, uh, they send remittances. The work our brothers do in Europe and the Americas, they send remittances to the province. Those are the two basic sources of funds for mm. the province. Yeah. And that keeps you going? Oh, definitely. Mm. It's do you have a lot of fundraisers working? Or yes, have yeah, we have what we call the Society of for Vocation Support, uh, led by Father Steve Inoube, who you know. Yes, a Society for Vocation Support. We go from state to state, from region to region, mm-hmm. talking to people, uh, organizing retreats and prayers, and then we pray for them on a regular basis. Call them on. We we have phone calls with them. Try to meet with the, with people, with their children. Pray for their children. Pray for their families. And then when they are sick, we work hard to visit as many as we can. Mm. And then that way you get the goodwill of the people. That's right. And then they are ready to assist you whenever you need. You are in need. You have in in Yaba. I don't know whether you have it everywhere. A, a strong devotion to Saint Jude. Yes, yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, yes, at St. Jude's Shrine. We have what we call St. Jude's Shrine. It was started by Brother Stephen Lucas. Brother Stephen Lucas, the Dominican uh, brother. It is an avenue where we have tri-monthly novena prayers in honor of St. Jude. And then when we invite people from all over the country, we have correspondences with them, their letters and emails. And then uh, we, we pray with them re- on a regular basis and that's that way also we get them to become part of the Dominican family. Okay. Yeah. And they also support financially. Oh, a great deal. Yes, a great yes, deal. Yes. Every novena, they, they make pledges and they redeem them. Uh, well, yeah. well, well. So, lots of entrepreneurs <laughs> <laughs> in Nigeria. <laughs> well, yeah. Pascal, it's, we, we have to sign off now. But thank you so much for talking to us this morning. Right, and I know that our listeners will have been impressed with what you said. Because it's good to, to hear... Good news, not just from South Africa, but from other parts of Africa. And my goodness, Nigeria is popping, bursting with good (laughs) news. And I wish you well with your apostolate. And please continue to enjoy the hospitality of South Africa. Thank you very much. God bless you. Thank you. That was Father Pascal Chinedu, a Dominican from Nigeria working in Ghana, talking about the Dominican presence in West Africa.